2: Hello, everybody. This is Steve Politti from NJ Advanced Media, and welcome back to Drumroll, Please. We have a name for the podcast. Welcome back to the Rutgers Rant. Yes, we have settled on a name. Uh, After much discussion about this and debate, Rutgers Rant is the choice because that's really all we do here is rant. Uh, Special thanks to Richard Swift for the suggestion. Rutgers Rant, Narrowly beat out Julia Herman's Playhouse in a vote of 37 Madison Avenue Marketing Specialists for the honor. I am joined, as always, by James Cratch and Keith Sarge. You guys feel good about the name? You like it? I like the name. (sighs) I kind of
1: wanted my name to be incorporated somewhere, but I guess I, I lost out on that debate.
2: Right. You wanted the Rutgers rant with Keith Sargent, and that, that exactly. were you hoping for that? Yeah, exactly. for that, 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 that's fair, considering your, your your special value here on the show. We, we couldn't do it without you. Um, uh, all right, let's get right to it, guys. We have clarity. Uh, you know, this is like the movie where you figured out the ending after the opening credits, right? I mean, we you know you kind of knew after they lost the Kansas, this team was going to go one and eleven, and you kind of knew all along that when it did go one and eleven, we would have a moment like we did after. The Michigan State game, where Pat Hobbs would come out and say that yeah, Chris Ash is my coach, uh, you know, the statement was, you know, no surprise to me at least, except for maybe two words, and those two words, or <laughs> significant improvement. Um, we have yet to get a, you know a chance to ask Patrick Hobbs what he means by significant improvement. So let's define it for him. I mean, what you know, what do you think now that that they have to he has to see from this team? In year four, to make this the right decision, Sard, you go first. Tell me what you think significant improvement means.
1: Yeah, my my guess is, you know, is he won't put a win total on it, despite what fans and what we, we will be asking. Right. Um, and which is probably the right course of action because you have you have no idea. Like, you know, first off, the schedule's a little bit harder next year. I think Kratz kind of uh, broke it out on uh, the first three games. Certainly, they they don't have. An opportunity to to get a, find early season momentum like they had last year. Then they have you know a break you know in which they have you know four or five games where you know where the schedule softens up, and then it gets tough toward the end with with uh, you know, Penn State, Michigan State, and Ohio State. Um So and and you just never know how season season's going to go, right? Because I mean, you could say, well, he needs to win five or, or six games to show a best improvement, but then you have the, the you know players getting suspended, you know, through no fault of his own, maybe, or you know, your, your star cornerback, like bless Austin goes down and, you know, in, in week one, you just never know how a season's going to go. So I don't expect him um, nor probably should he uh, put a win total on it. That so being what, is said, it? What,
2: is, what is it? That,
1: <laughs> that being said, I, I think you kind of need to, to, uh, to me uh, improvement. And, you know, maybe I, I'm going to sound too much uh, of, of the, uh, you know, the, you know, the, the know, the Hobbs type line, but, I, I think they just need, need to be more competitive. They need to win more games. One in 11 is not acceptable. So you need to win more games. You can't go, you know, but you also can't go two and 10 either. So you need to, you, you need to win some more games. You need to be, go uh, be competing for a bowl game. You know, all that, so, but I, I don't think you're going to get a, a a Pat Hobbs statement in which in which he says, you know, is Bull or else. I don't I don't I don't expect that. And you know, again, you you when, when you make a statement like that, you also have to weigh in the fact that you never know how you know what how a season's going to go, injuries and you know, right. other off field issues that could come into play.
2: All right, so Kratz, what should it be then? I mean, what if if you if you were him, he's not going to say what it really is. If you were if you were Pat Hobbs, what do you think significant improvement needs to be?
0: Uh, at least three wins. Because really? when I say three wins, yes. Well, I mean, here's the thing. When I I say three wins, because if you're three and nine, that means you either beat Boston College or you won a game in the conference, which Chris Ash has failed to do in two of his three seasons at Rutgers. Now
2: you pointed that I to did. him too, didn't you? Did you not?
0: <laughs> I, I did.
2: <laughs> okay, go on. But,
0: but I I think we'll get to that later. But I think that's that's a major issue. I mean, it's one thing to go. I, I mean it's very hard for a power five program to go winless in their conference, especially with nine conference games now. Right. Like that's, that's like a, that's a scarlet letter that's usually reserved for like the Vanderbilts and the Kansas of the world. But anyway, I think you got to win at least three games. And I think you need to be competitive in all the games. And when I say competitive, I think that it's definitely fair to wonder Like, why hasn't this team broken through and upset Wisconsin or upset Michigan State or upset Northwestern when everybody else in the Big Ten seems to do that? I mean, you know, P.J. Fleck, year two, he's got the axe and he's going to a ball game at Minnesota. You know, I I looked at this team. I mean, I I still say it, having watched, been in all 12 of the games the Rutgers played this year, I I don't feel like there was a massive talent disparity in a lot of the conference games they played. Right. You know. I think that improvement means you need to have an offense that functions, which this team doesn't have. So I would say three wins, you're competitive in basically all your games. I'll give you a mulligan if you get blown out by Ohio State or you get blown out by Michigan. But other than that, I think every game needs to be competitive. When I say competitive, I mean, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a touchdown game or at the second half at some point. And I think the offense needs to actually show signs of life. And if you I, get those three boxes, I, that's probably enough to say significant
2: improvement. I'm, so, I'm sorry, I, I just totally disagree. And then this is this is where we're this is where we're at with this, the fact that when you set the bar as low as it was set this year at one eleven, you know, that, that can't be that can't be the standard. Right. I mean, this team won four games in the second year, you know, to regress to one and 11 now, you can't then re, you can't just take the, 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 you know, the, the, the needle and put it, put it back to that. I mean, that's, it's, it, three and nine is not going to appease this fan base. It means that you had another year where you lost eight Big Ten games, essentially. Uh, I mean, I just don't, you know, this, and this is why we get back to this, 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 problem with where the program is now. You're you're going all in on, you're giving him a fourth year and we can make the case pro or against that. But, you know, if he goes three and nine next year, I mean, are you really going to okay, well, look, made, we made significant improvements. No one's going to buy that, right? I mean, oh, like, if no, you're a fan, not, you're buying tickets and suddenly, oh, we went from one and 11. Oh, now we're three and nine. I mean,
0: no, I'm not I, not, I guess I should articulate myself better. I am not saying the three and nine should be like, Let's have a parade. Like, that's the goal. I'm just saying I would have to imagine in Hobbs' mind if he's not going to come out. And when we get a chance to, we're going to ask him, what do you mean? What, what's the thing? Right. Right? I agree with Sarge? You can't set a number like, oh, like, you got to win six games because right. you don't know what's going to happen. And, like, let's say somehow they win seven. Then all of a sudden, like, you've boxed yourself in the corner. you are got to well, give him like, a I big I he's attention. not going
2: to say it, but you also have to, you have to know what it is in your head. And, and yeah. I, I, I think it's got to be
0: – I think it's probably closer to so. five five uh, wins next year to
2: to have any chance of year five. I mean in my in my in my estimation, because at five wins, all right, then you you beat you beat the teams you're supposed to beat, you you finally come back and you you win a couple of big ten games and you're showing real progress, measurable progress in year four. I mean is I that what they ask for?
1: No, I I agree with you. I also think um... And you're you're, you're right, Palladi, because this is a, the you know what what they've dug uh, for, for themselves one and eleven after three years. We we've talked about uh, Graciano, and I think their records were similar. Ash might actually have a better three year record in Shiana, but in year three he uh, they, they they you know they were way more competitive, and you know so in year, year three they went five and seven um, right. un, un, under Greg. So I mean you know when you go one and eleven, you know you're right. But I also think it, it, it there's other things that you need to look for, right? I think recruiting. Needs yep. to be better. yeah, and you know, we all know that they're going to go down the uh, Juco route. They're already 13th in the Big Ten right now. I don't expect it to be that get markedly better. So, you know, this re- year's recruiting class isn't going to be great. But I think going from, you know, throughout this o- entire off season and, you know, a lot of, you know, those commitments for, for 2019 are going to start uh, uh, coming into play come, you know, June and, and July. By, by the time we get, even get to next season, we're going to know what, you know, how recruiting stands. Mm-hmm. And I think. So the, uh, the other things, like you know, we give them a softball at a press conference about the birthplace of, fo- of, of college football. Next year is the 150th anniversary. Embrace that, you know. You know, embrace the, the little things. You know, market yourself better. You know, throughout New Jersey uh, circles, get you know the fan the attendance is going to be brutal. You know, <laughs> well, guess what have more, you know, you know, events, you know, throughout the state, try to, try to, you know, be, be a softer Chris Ash, you know, so to speak. All those things are, are little things that I think he can really, you know, improve upon. Yeah. You know, being fair about Chris Ash, I think is, uh, you know, beyond the off field. There's only, you know, so much of a leap that they can make, you know, go, uh, going into next year. Five wins is totally ambitious you know you know four four wins they they did that a couple of years ago 4 and 8 so you know what what constitutes you know success from that standpoint i think it's a little things
2: can we talk about the uh, schedule so crutch you think the schedule is harder i'm not convinced and that and this is my reasoning i think the crossover games are easier than they were last year if you if you if you consider you're subbing minnesota for northwestern and at iowa is an easier game than at wisconsin so let me just go through this really quick All right the first the first four you mentioned you know, you got to. If you don't beat UMass, we should just burn down the stadium. So UMass, then at <laughs> Iowa, Boston College, and at Michigan, one in three. Although BC again is a team that you should be able to beat, or at least on equal terms. And then you've got a five game stretch where I think all five of those games are winnable: Maryland at Indiana, yeah. Minnesota, Liberty at Illinois. So no, you tell you that's not. I mean, that's not a murderous row. Uh, of teams there before the three at the end that of course you'll be double digit underdogs for. I mean, what, what what's your take on the schedule? Why do you think it's harder?
0: No, I, I agree with you. I think when we get to like Ju- July and it's talking season, yeah. we're going to be talking about hey, like there's six wins on this schedule potentially. You know, you know, and, and maybe like in Boston College is going to become the Northwestern game that was this year. Well, that's that's the swing game. You know, yep. we yep. don't know. I, I, you know, even Iowa. I mean, you know, Iowa that's a, you know, they, they usually start kind of slow, you know, that's a kind of a weird game. No, I I agree with you guys. Like, I don't think that three and nine should be like what they're aiming for. I'm just saying, and and Steve, you wrote this in your, your column last week, they just went one and 11 and had like a, a epic disaster of a season. And there really was in hindsight, never much inclination from it seems from Hobbs to make, to even consider a move. Right, so I just right. have to think that whatever I mean, if if he was steadfast at one and eleven and zero and nine in the Big Ten, I have to think that in his head, significant improvement is maybe it fits a lower bar than what we would expect. Uh, I think Sarge is absolutely right about the you know like the the, the Chris Ash two uh, Whenever he speaks to the media next, I think there are two things he could do that would take absolutely no effort that I think would be a good faith. Man- move for the fan base one and it sounds silly is to announce that the white helmets are going away and the team's only going to wear a scarlet helmet going forward because fans care about that 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 seemed to upset a lot of people and two and i noticed predates before i was on the beat you have to announce that the spring game awards are being reinstituted effective Correct. immediately yep those are two moves he can make right there. We're only going to wear scarlet helmets. We'll bring back the spring awards. The spring yeah. awards is big because I don't
2: think that's going to that's going st- to. No, I, but, but I'm not saying it's going <laughs> to no, change the world,
0: but it's it's a it's a, a, it's a totally gesture. The it is. is, bad. It is and
1: and okay. uh, uh, Crash is right about the latter point. The, the, the white helmets, I, I don't know because uh, you know if, if I mean his point, I guess would be well, recruits like it and. You know, kind of like what the uh, the, the uniforms back in two thousand twelve wasn't exactly popular with the fan base or or, or with the media, but the recruits apparently liked it, which right, you know, right. is basically all he cares about. But the other part is one hundred percent accurate. I think that would be a gesture that if he was to to bring that back, I think that would be that that would help.
2: Yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to hear him say that we've made mistakes. I'd like to hear him say that. That would be a good step in my book. I think for the fan base is, you know, I, I don't, you don't hear a lot of that. You, you know, sure after games, you said it's on me. I've got to coach better. But as far as program building, you know, I, Chris Ash, I think, uh, it's he, he, in his mind, he is, you know, he is facing obstacles at Rutgers that are out of his control. And in, and in reality, a lot of them are, are things he's created. I'd love to hear him admit that. Uh, that, you know, this, we've, we screwed up this offense. We've had three different systems in three years. That, that was a mistake. We've, you know, we did, we have, we haven't done the things, uh, we haven't recruited enough at at a high enough level yet. I mean, things like that, that would be, I mean, I don't know, that would go a long way toward, toward me at least, uh, you know, if he recognizes that he's got to improve as as, as a program builder for the, for the program, you know, to go forward. Um, all right. So (laughs) on that note, do you want to just jump right into true or false? Sure. Let's, Let's do, do it. Uh, true.
1: Uh, Chris Ash will be returning. True. I got my true.
2: <laughs> you got it. Oh, good start. We've got that one right. That's like the, that's like the question on the, you know, the 200 points you get for signing your name on the SATs. We've got it right. All right. True or false? Chris Ash will take Rutgers to a bowl game as head coach.
0: True.
1: Wow. Um <laughs> Yeah. True.
2: Oh, false. Come on.
1: True or <laughs>
0: false? I mean, I that just think if, 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 if he's the coach false. for more than one season.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I don't
0: think –
1: I'll be honest with you. Having talked to, to Pat Hobbs behind the scenes you know, in, in recent weeks, months, whatever you want to call it, I think he's going to say – you know, he deserves five recruiting classes. Wow. I mean, that's pretty much. I, I think he's been on the record, not you know, not just talking behind the scenes about it to boosters and to other people. But I think you know he. I think he's going to get five years. Right. So here's the next uh,
2: question: If Chris yeah. Ash goes one and eleven in 2019, he's back as head coach. <laughs> true or false? False.
1: false. I, I, there's no he way he can't he's, go one and eleven. No. False.
2: If Chris but, Ash goes three and nine, he's back as head coach. True. 19. True. 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 I, gosh, I'm going false there, guys. I just do not think Pat Hobbs will be making that decision. If they go three and nine, it's going to be people are not going to tolerate it, and they didn't barely tolerated this. I Re-
1: remember was- this, though, Steve. I mean, you know, a year from now we could be talking. I know, you know, uh, President Barshay might a- actually outlive all of us, but you know, <laughs> we could be talking about a situation where they're 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 you know at least getting closer to to uh, you know. Uh, look, looking for a new president so right, right. You know, all those things are, are you know you don't see schools go for a new f- football coach uh wh- when
0: there're immense uncertainty you know with with uh, at the top of the university oh, i mean look at point. look at u s c right well, I mean, well, that, I, I it boggles my mind that, like, Clay Helton seems like a nice guy, but, I mean, it's the best the Pac, job in America. They did win the Pac-12. Well, like, went know, they it,
2: number it was, three yeah. a couple of years ago? Went there, yeah, I years? mean,
0: <laughs> five and seven, you know, he, he won the Pac-12 right. a couple of
1: years ago. So.
2: Right, true or false, Rutgers will add at least six players via JUCO grad transfer route. True or false? True. 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 True or false, no significant player is going to transfer out this winter despite concerns that it will be a mass exodus. True or false?
1: Hmm. Significant player.
2: Defining. I guess we have to define significant. <laughs> yeah,
1: you have to define significant. <laughs> you have to no, define I mean, you're, you're, significant
2: yeah. progress. Now we need significant player. Yeah. Um, like Jonathan Lewis. Yeah, we. I think he might be. Give me a. Give me a level of a of a kid. A starter. A starter type player. <sighs> true or false?
1: A starter.
0: Um, I'll say true.
2: Okay. Pratch, You agree, you agree that we're not going to lose a I'm starter? I'm saying
0: that they they won't lose a starter. Yeah. Uh, I'll say true, just because I I think if you look at uh, the redshirt juniors, they don't have a terribly strong group of redshirt juniors, like guys like Marcus Applefield, who could leave and then go start someplace else. I don't really see that happening here, so I'll say true.
2: True or false, keeping Ash and the 1-11 season is going to lead to a decline of at least 5,000 season tickets. True. True.
1: Yeah. I think it's more than that. More than that. True.
2: What is the number no, now? I mean, what I, number what is the number of season tickets sold this year?
1: It was 22,000. Oh, it, it, stayed, it stayed status quo from last year yeah. to this year. Right. It stayed status quo. Um and they weren't expecting, you know, any you know, this is from numbers that we reported in, you know, right on the eve of the season. So, right. um it, you know, I I it's, Absolutely, going to be going to go lower. Mm-hmm. Five thousand probably sounds like a pretty good number based on like the emails
0: and comments mm-hmm. and all the other stuff. Um, so yeah, I say true. Okay, true. And what I meant by like it's more than that is that I, I think yes, the one in eleven and ash is an issue, but. People are realizing that, you know, they can get the tickets for of course, yeah. five bucks on StubHub. Right. Like, so even if they were like, we want to support, like, like, if you're you on board with Ash or ambivalent about Ash, I mean, it just makes economic sense to not buy them. Absolutely. True or
2: false, Arthur Sikowski will be the starting quarterback in the season opener versus UMass. True or false?
0: True. <laughs>
2: True. I'm. am going to go false here too. Like I, I think they've got to find someone. We've we've mentioned a name already. I know it's a hard. That might be a hard sell, but you know I just think that yeah. they're. Yeah.
1: You, just a uh, you know Brendan Wimbush. You know makes you know Jersey guy and whatever. But I don't know if he fits McNulty's offense. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, there's going to be other grad transfers. Right. You, you we all know that there's going to be other guys like you know Kyle uh, Bolin. who is was a perfect example. There's going to be guys that we know we like the the average football fan doesn't even think of right. so th- i think we can all agree that the he- they're going to go grand transfer hunting if not juco mm-hmm. but certainly grand transfer um i don't know if it's going to be Wimbush, but they're going to bring someone to push him i still think you know sakowski wears his butt off you know he has a year under the system um i think he- james is right yeah i think it's true
2: true or false well, umass would be a good fit for greg Schiano. <laughs> Ah, I love that question. You like that dude. You like it. Right? I do.
1: I like it. I mean, I, UConn. Um, I know we're really slumming from from, but you know, it, it yeah. is what it is. I yeah. mean, you know, he, 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 the Tennessee yeah. thing happened. That that was real. Um, you know, Syracuse. Uh, you know, if something happens with Babers. We talked about that a little bit. Uh, Boston College. If you know, if, if you know, the, I, I saw a couple. Uh, Tweets out there, you know, from, from national reporters saying that, uh, Dazio could be in trouble at 7 5, which kind of sounds ridiculous to me because, yeah. you know, at Boston College, 7 5, I mean, I think, you know, they go to bowl games every year. Yeah, I think, you know. Yeah, that's pretty good at Boston, Boston College. To, yeah, what do you exactly. want? Exactly. It's ridiculous that, he, you know, they're even talking about it. But if that opens up, absolutely. But UMass, to get to that point, you know, that might be it at this point for right. him. He might actually have to finally go down that lower level to to, yeah. to rebuild what, his, his reputation. What
2: about Ohio State? They love him there. I mean, I guess he's had a bad year as a defensive coordinator. No, well,
1: he know? didn't get the interim job. And the, the everyone, job. Okay. Not, not me. I mean, yeah. this is the people who were covering it. That as a sign right. that you know Ryan Day is he you know is, is the clear favorite the mm-hmm. heir apparent. Um, you know if if he was as beloved you know it could have very well been that everything that happened with Urban they they looked at the North Carolina the the, the uh, Tennessee situation and they said we're not going to go down the, the, you know the this this road you know in which we named Graciana the interim and all of a sudden have have a mutiny on our hands. So you know I I, I think. You know, that was a sign that, you know, he's probably not going to get the Ohio State job yeah. if, if it when Urban uh, decides to hang it up.
2: True or false? Yeah. yeah. Brown to UNC was a brilliant hire. True or false?
1: <laughs> Man, I don't, I just, you I know what? Your... I mean, yeah. you should answer that question, being like the North Carolina alum. But um, <laughs> I, I laughed at the Herm Edwards. Uh, yeah, uh, I did too. Word, right? Yeah, I know. And, and, and that hasn't been right. embarrassing. They, you know, they had actually, you know, a pretty good year, yeah. all things considered. Um in, in some ways that might work out. That really <laughs> might work out. Especially They'll if recruit. he hires yeah. you know a, a really good t- top flight staff and just becomes like a CEO yeah. type. That's, guy. What
2: he, that's what's gonna have to happen, right? I mean he's gotta be the CEO and recruit well. So yeah. That's it's cratch, <laughs> you like to hire?
0: No, I just because now I will say this. I saw some tweet that he was telling people he was going to bring Gene Chizik in as defensive coordinator and get Cliff Kingsbury. Like, yeah. if you do that, i mean, okay, yeah. Like, if this guy brings in this top-notch staff, I just thought it was so weird. Like, I think North Carolina, and I'm not just saying this because you're on the podcast, right. Steve. I don't care. It's, I, it's a good job. I mean, right. it's, you know, it, everyone, like, you're always the second focus. There's money there. You know, you got the, the Jordan brand Nike stuff. I, I just think, like, that's a job where you at least should maybe like take one or two phone calls. But I mean, for all I know, like I don't think finance finances would be an issue there. But you know, Larry Fedora had a big buyout. I mean, is Mac Brown working for free basically? Like, I, great question. Great I'm trying question. to see his contract terms. Maybe that's part of the deal, mm-hmm. or he's taking he's going to have assistants who are making more than he is at the coordinator level. So yep. uh, I think it's a, it's a puzzling hire, and I think the Herm thing. Was weird and it's working, but at the same time, I think Arizona State has a hard—you know—they're only going to be what they are. I think North Carolina is a, a program that could win ten games a year, somewhat consistently, with the right coach. I will say
2: this: these these people, Les Miles, Mac Brown, these guys who have probably fifty million dollars in the bank and get paid to be on TV for for little work. They they're wired differently than me. <laughs> like, why in the world? you 67 years old. What are you doing? But that's completely unrelated. Uh, true or false? Ohio State deserved a spot in the playoff over Oklahoma. True or false?
0: True. True. If they win on Saturday, they win, true. assuming
2: they both win. Yeah, if
1: they win, if they win, I mean, I think it boils down to um, you know they they'll, they'll be in. You know, two teams in, that finished in the top twelve, in, in Penn State and Michigan was number four, and Oklahoma doesn't have have that. I mean, their their, res, their resumes are very very close, but it
2: got a worse loss though. That doesn't bother you that the Purdue smacked that team around. That doesn't that doesn't give you a, Oklahoma doesn't no. have a loss like that.
1: No, no. I, I mean, I, I I think it boils down to the wins at that point, okay. and they're both you know. Champions of their conference, and I think maybe the Big Ten and Big Ten might have just been better than the Big Twelve this year. Possible. Close, but I think they're better.
2: All right, onward to 2019, and let's, let's let's spend a few minutes to preview this. And uh, here's my question to you, Cratch. You 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 got this personnel and in, in better than I do, a better grasp of it. Uh, my sense is, and just looking at who what this team is losing defensively, that it's 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 more significant than you'd think for a one and eleven team. When you lose Wharton, Hampton, Roberts, Morris, I know Austin's been gone for a while, but again, the guy from the start of the season, uh, Kai Hester. I mean, you're losing. You're losing a lot of guys in this defense. Do you do you think this defense, as as for what it was at the end of the year, could take a step back in 2019 based on what it's losing?
0: Uh, it could. I mean, the one thing about Wharton is they. they... They they feel good about the – in the secondary, I'll start with secondary, you know, back to front. They feel good about the young safeties they have, guys who saw a little bit of action, didn't really play. You know, Trey Avery is a guy who only played in two games due to injury. Mm-hmm. I always assume they're going to try to get him a hardship. Uh, he's a guy who Chris Ash has always raved about and talked about, and, you know, a guy they recruited at Ohio State. Right. Um. But we've never seen a kid play. Yeah. So, I, like, in theory – Maybe they're not as concerned about losing Wharton because, well, we know Avery Young is going to look like he's going to be a pretty good ball player and Trey Avery's there, but we've never, I mean, so it's kind of blind faith that Trey Avery will be a playmaker because we've never seen play. And linebacker, I think they have to feel very good about the fact that Tyshawn Fogg played really well. He did. He looked Michigan. good against him. They, Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they, they really, they need, like, he's one of those, you know, when we start talking about Chris Ash in recruiting, he's only recruited a handful of four-star players, and none of them have really panned out in a big way yet. Uh, they need Fogg to be one of those guys, whether it's a weak side linebacker or a middle linebacker, depending on where they put him. <laughs> uh defensive line, I, I think they should feel good about their ends. Yeah. You know, they've got off they've got Loomer. Uh, Willington Prevalon played really well down the stretch. Maybe the lights kind of clicked on for him and he'll be a guy who can have a big senior season for them. I don't know necessarily that defense is going to take a step back in a big way because I don't think the guys that they're losing were necessarily the most talented players on the field. I think obviously losing Saquon Hampton is not important but i wouldn't shock me if this defense doesn't make much progress going into 2019 right right yeah they need depth
1: along the defensive line that's for sure i think uh end, you though. know james might have painted too much of a rosy picture um you know i i agree with you to gonna be really good lemore was okay he was solid but you know they need they need depth they need a lot of help along that defensive line still not sold on the uh, you know on, on on the linebackers i agree with you that Fogg, you know, but it was only one game, you know, he didn't have a great year overall. Um I think, you know, Avery Young, I think he's going to be spectacular. I, you know, I watched him last couple of games and, you know, and, you know, I, he, he showed improvement. I think he's going to be really, really good. But then, you know, the bat, the, the, the two safeties, you know, you, you lose, you know, I, you know, I know, um you know, you're going to lose one of the two, you know, of your three starters there. So, yeah, you know, I think I, I think you might be painting a little bit too much of a rosy picture. They need help and that's probably where they're going to get the most help from like the the Juco ranks. Right.
0: No, you're right. I think that I think the front line, the starting 11 is not could be okay, but I think you're right. I I didn't, I neglected to mention that depth is still a major concern top to bottom.
2: All right. So now the offense. Give me give me one reason to feel good about the what's going to change there offensively. 3 years, it hasn't gotten better in 3 years. Artursky Sik- didn't get better from Game one to game 11. You might disagree with that. That's how I feel about it. Uh, You know, you know, you've got the two running backs, but, you know, there's still we have an identified receiver. Is there something that you can tell me about 2019 that the offense will be better?
1: It's not going to get better unless they bring in uh, better personnel. Um, and I, I, I'm sorry, but that's just the, you know, we've seen the, the, you know, these wide receivers, I know they've had two different, um, you know, wide receivers coaches. I know they've had, uh, you know, different offenses, but, you know, if you can get open, you can get open and, um, there's been dropped passes and again, the 50 the lack of 50, 50 balls, they're just, we, we, they need better wide receivers. That's for sure. Um. Offensive line—that's still an issue. You lose your left tackle. You know that—that's you know, yeah. an area of mm-hmm. con- concern. That they're probably going to need to get a plug-and-play grand transfer or JUCO again. You know, just to add depth and you know get get someone to, to play right away. So, and again, I think you're going to need to push Sikowski. I think he's going to be the starter, but you certainly need to bring in a, a you know a, a guy who could compete and you'll possibly be in contention to, to, to start from from day one next
2: season. All
0: right, So Crash, You agree? Yeah, I think that the biggest thing they have to do, in my opinion, is it's good that you know you're keeping continuity. You know, you've got it, your same offensive coordinator again, John McNulty. I think is going to have to evolve the offense a little bit. Um, one thing that someone mentioned to me is you know you watch, and obviously like they're not going to run like an air raid, but you watch a lot of college football games, and you just see different route concepts and, and schemes. That a lot of these throws that guys like. Garrett Minshew or Kyler Murray, they're, they're easy throws. And I look back at the season, and I never felt like there was really a moment where Art or Gio or anybody had an easy throw to make. Like, oh, here's like an easy 20-yard because we schemed the guy open. And I think part of it's because the receivers just, I think, were the most disappointing position group on the roster by far. They just never took a step forward. But I think it's also just because maybe they, they need to evolve. They need to maybe be a little less, you know, a little more creative or inventive with what they do. I think that Travis Volkolek is, like, he didn't have a great season by any means, but at least I wrote this about this in a film review. He showed signs of, okay, like, this kid could be really good. He at least flashed at points. Uh, the other guys, none of them did. So they've really got to count on those, you know, Lacewell, Jordan, um, and, and Paul Woods making major impact next year, and they got to go get a guy or two, grad transfer, Juca, whatever. They need an impact playmaker. I think if you get Art a playmaker or two and he takes the steps forward that he has to take, I think he will have a much better sophomore.
2: Are season. there are there big – go ahead. Yep, sorry.
1: Uh, I'm going to say, can we just uh, at least agree that the highlight of the season was a crash film review. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. When you look back
1: on it, when you're, you know, it. trying to go like, you know, where, where the, the areas are the most improvement, I think that this was season, certainly This the,
2: season did not deserve We did not deserve it. No one did deserve deserve the film review. Let's be honest.
1: It really
0: was. was. I mean, we joke about it, but I even read it. Like it it was really good. uh, Of
2: course, of course.
0: I was dragging doing that last one, but you you (laughs) came
2: through. Effort A A for effort there, Cratch, for this getting the final film review. Um,
0: Oh, and may I just say about the offensive line. Uh, I'm really intrigued to see what they do there because you're losing Tariq Cole – Raquan O'Neal, I know they're very high on, but it's like you know redshirt freshman, you know at left tackle. Uh, I don't think Kamal Seymour is a guy you can move to left tackle. I almost wonder if Kamal Seymour might move inside. But, you know, ever since I got the guy that people said you know he'd be better as a guard, he'd be better as a guard. Well, this might be the opportunity, but at the same time, I think what Mcnulty said about Reggie Sutton when we were discussing his blocking tight end, you know moonlighting. It's a lot to ask a kid like Kim to put fifty pounds on in off season. I- and play tackle in the Big Ten, so I agree. I think they—they they got like that has to be. They have to get some sort of grad transfer or junior college starting tackle to play left or right. I, think. I just
2: don't know. And this is this is again. I mean, we have to help, we'll have Todrick on for a full show about recruiting uh, closer to sign that. I, I just don't are the are Big Ten playmakers out there? I mean, the playmakers they've a, they've added through grad transfer, you know. Have, have haven't done anything really for the most part. I mean, is, can they find, can they find a guy who can come in and step in right away? And if, why is that guy available? You know, I guess I come back to that and I, you know, I you see some names that float out there, but do you think that that is something that can actually be addressed?
1: Yeah. I mean, we, we see it all throughout the country, you know, yeah, but, but grand the grand transfer market <laughs> right. is growing, is growing year in year out. It's just, you know, it's, this is college football 2018 is, is, you know, especially now with the new transfer rules and and you, 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 you know, if you're, if you're in good academic standing, we're going to see more and more, you know, tra- impact transfers. Um, absolutely. Is, impact,
2: though, Sarge, cause there, is there a guy out there who's coming to in be I mean uh, the, you know, the I, playmaker I, this program lacks? That's, that's my question.
1: Historically. I mean, historically Rutgers has never, predating Chris Ash or whatever, but historically Rutgers has never done great with impact transfers. Uh You know, uh, you mentioned, you know, Lalota or you know Nate Robinson or Witherspoon, guys like that, that are longtime Rutgers fans. That wasn't all that long ago, you know, of guys who you know left Penn State or or, or Michigan or whatever. Historically, they haven't. And the, the, the general rule of thumb with that, right, Steve, is that you know if you're Michigan, if you're Jim Harbaugh, you're not letting your your you know a guy who you really want leave to go to Rutgers. So if all of a sudden Amir Mitchell goes, everyone's like, Oh my goodness. Like he has a talent to play in Michigan. He's going to Rutgers. Well, the rule of thumb is normally there's some baggage there or, you know, Jim Harbaugh is not letting Amir Mitchell as a, as a, you know, freshman go to Rutgers if, if he wants to keep him, right? That's generally the rule Mm -hmm. of thumb. So I guess from your point, are there impact guys? Um, you could be skeptical for sure, but. I think college uh, football 2018 year, this is what it is. We're going to see more and more programs trying to get better, you know, in a hurry based on, on, you know, almost like a free agency process. Right. And the
2: problem is, and I, again, we, we are not the recruiting experts, but it certainly does not seem like that impact player is in the incoming freshman class either. And, I don't know. Again, cratch, feel for the roster better than I do. I don't think that impact player is hiding on the roster. Am I wrong? Is there a guy there that you can say, see come out of spring and go, Hey, there is, there is the Leonti Carew that we've been missing. You know, guy and Carew, whoever talks about being one of the greatest receivers in Rutgers history, there was not, it was not a big factor early on in his career. You know, he came on later. So what, what do you think?
0: No, I think the the one guy i look at after this season is like i think volalek has the ability to be like a very good receiving tight end right i think he's shown flashes of being capable of that and if he grows into his big frame and he gets another year in the weight room maybe next year you know he, he looked like he looked like Gronk in, in the spring and then he kind of cooled off in the summer and he didn't play as much mm-hmm. early on in the year he, he he played well down the stretch. Maybe he has that kind of breakout year. I mean, that's a good place to start, I think. A six foot six tight end that can run the seam and get open would be a good place to start as you kind of move Art forward. I think – but I agree with you. Like, there, there's no impact player there. I, I think this talk of fans have a moving Blackshear to wide receiver is silly because, you know, Rain Blackshear looks really good when he's matched up against ends yes. and, and linebackers. Yes. Uh, you put Raheem Blackshear on a cornerback; he's going to look like the other receivers. Like he's not going to be able to get open. Um, so I, I think that you can have success with a, as a grad transfer when you're like going on the, the offensive line because I think Rutgers does have a lot to offer. You know, like a one year, an older guy who wants to get an MBA or something like they can kind of appeal to that kid, the kid who clearly is good enough to start in college but not necessarily good enough to go on to the NFL. Um, but wide receiver, it's, I think it's be very hard to get an impact guy there. So they have to hope that the players they have, someone surprises them.
2: Yeah. And that comes back to the, the general theme about significant progress next year. It's a lot of hoping. You know, if we, if we kind of talked about it early on, it, it, you know, you can, you're just, you're just hoping that the defense maintains its level. You're hoping that, you know, Art figures something out that he didn't figure out this year. You're hoping that there's a play. I mean, this, this, that's the problem. And, and when you went one in ten with the team you have here, and you, you, you're year four, and you're looking at a, a another schedule that's pretty tough, yes, yeah, that's, that's the quandary with Rutgers football. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There you go, everybody. Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah. Yep. Thanks for the yep. All right. Anything else, guys? What, what, how do you want to end this season? What what what's your what's your final thought that you want to leave our? How do we listeners? want to
1: end the season? How about with a vacation?
2: You're going straight to the rack.
1: I'm going off. back from July to you know to now oh. when the, you know the credit card stuff happened yeah. to, to now. Mr. Holy uh, Mr.
2: Hardworking Ditch Digger here. you know, working, working, <laughs> <laughs> working, working for a living. No,
1: but I mean, I think. If there's one thing that the fans should know, yeah, I think they kind of get it from the podcast and everything. That you know, none of us are like enjoying you know uh, you know a one in eleven season. We don't enjoy covering a one in eleven season. We don't enjoy you know. Cratchit, between Cratch and I combined, I think we spent you know probably 10 days combined in the Middlesex County courthouse, oh. you know, this season. I mean, we're, that's not, those, those aren't easy days at work. That's not what we want. want you, know, cr- you know, Cratch would rather be doing a film review. I'd be rather be doing, you know, you know, you know, covering the team, you know, big picture stuff. So, I mean, I, none of us have enjoyed it, you know, so can we, can we get it like a day I off or time? To
2: your head. Well, It was tough, but it wasn't 2015 tough. You agree with me on that?
1: Oof. No, I, I think it's, uh, I, I, uh, uh, again, I mean, this might be a little bit too inside baseball, but <laughs> at least in 2015, we knew that the coach was was going. Well, we, I mean, we pretty yeah. much had you know had some certainty that you know that he, he was on his way out the door. So um, we didn't know that until you know, you we know until until the season,
2: though. We didn't know that until late. I mean, it wasn't there was there was still a very tense couple of months beforehand it yeah. was before all that happened.
1: I mean, they're similar, man. I mean, you know, they, again, the the Bullock, you know, the, you know, you know, they had a player who was charged with attempted murder, That's and that that, that that happened, and you know, you had the credit card stuff, and it's similar. One and eleven, you know, at least that team was four and eight. Everything you know, happened it, with one on you know, in, in, in the finale. They get to five and seven.
2: Everything happened that 2015 year. I just remember, like, you had everything with Flood. You had the academic stuff. You just see, you, yeah. you had the arrests, and then. Like it was it, then you had the Leonte Carew thing. Like I yes. just remember thinking, Oh my God. Now you've got the, the best crazy. play like every day but like there was something that happened for a couple of weeks there and it was just I mean, that was the I will say this. 2015 was the only time I went to Rutgers Stadium and I would pull into the parking lot and sit there for twenty minutes because I didn't want to get out and go to the press box. <laughs> that's different than this year. That's, that's different than this year. That was a much higher level of tense and stress. And, you know, we, again, we, we, we speculated on Chris Ash, but uh, you know, certainly we knew the athletic director was coming back in Pat Hobbs. Uh We didn't have that whole, another layer of the academic stuff. So yeah, I would put that year ahead of this year as far as stress goes.
1: It's in the conversation. It it, it,
0: is in the conversation. I I probably agree with you. The the, 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 the,
2: Giants last year. (laughs) You've had two years.
0: You know, I was was actually asked that on Twitter. Um, (laughs) I was thinking last two football teams I've covered are combined four and twenty four. That's good. Uh, twenty (laughs) seventeen Giants, two thousand eighteen Rutgers. No, this season was not as. It was look. This was a very. This was not a good football team, but they were not the twenty seventeen Giants were very unlikable. Yeah. And I don't need to go into intense detail, but that was not a likable group. No. Okay. This this is not, this is a, a good group of good kids. You know, I, I mean, although, you know, we don't really have much interaction with them. Uh, I think I think Chris Ash, for all his struggles, I think he has a better grasp of what he's doing than Ben McAdoo did. Um, and I'm not saying that's a high bar to clear it anyway, <laughs> but I, I do think that. There are signs of optimism with this team. They're not enough, and I don't think that you can go down to Delaware and bet that it's all going to come together and work out in the end. But I wouldn't say if it was. It was a trying year, but I wasn't there for 2015. It certainly was not as trying as 2017.
2: Well, there you go. It's trying, but not that trying. The Rutgers Rant Podcast ends the season. i got to thank everyone who has both listened to this, who has put up with us, and especially the ones who interact with us on Twitter. Uh, we've really enjoyed being able to do that with you guys. Uh, we have a lot of fun doing this, and I hope you guys enjoy listening to it. So with that, let's sign off for the final time in the 2018 football season. We'll be back again, I'm sure, a couple of times during the winter to talk about recruiting, basketball, or whatever. Maybe Cratch will do a live re- do a live wrestling show by himself, because certainly I couldn't be able to help him there, and neither will Sarge. But um, <laughs> all right, that's it for this season. Again, thank you very much, guys, and we'll talk to you soon.